0: Welcome to the second episode of Your Time on the Run, the official until Channel 4 tellers otherwise hunted podcast from reality TV warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as always is the guy who keeps a pair of pants in his car just in case he runs into a fugitive, Anthony Williams.
1: Michael, complete bullshit.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> next week. <laughs> Can't cross oh, the streams, it's Ghostbusters. <laughs> and the lady who regularly hides in a van to escape her children, Michelle Pistanoff.
2: Yes, a black van.
0: It was a white one, in uh, in the episode, though.
2: Yes, I know, but I'm trying to be fugitive, sort of
0: hunter-wise, black. You just tell some tradies to uh, to hide your location from your children, and then and then you get half an hour of peace.
2: And the tradies wouldn't grass me in.
0: Not even for five hundred dollars.
2: <laughs> no, Aussie tradies are a breed all their own.
0: And this has been an interesting week, generally, for the podcast. Because there was one morning this week where I woke up to 20 notifications all about the Hunted podcast. That's pretty good going. That's good. Yeah, back and forth. I mean, we had a lot of feedback from everyone involved in the show. Some including Fugitive Nick not appreciating us, but... I I don't think that's fair. He seemed quite uh, even-handed. I thought he he was quite
1: pleased. I mean, I I caught up with those guys as well, and um, I I managed to get an exclusive exit interview. So... um, do you, to, do you want to hear what I, what I asked and, and their responses? <sighs> I dread to think. Well, well, first of all, I said, did did they enjoy their time? Obviously, he has been Parker, which was, you know, thought that was fine. And then I uh, I said over the years, um, which which pies do you prefer to have from chip shops uh, over here? And they said it's been Parker. And then finally, I asked them, um, what traditionally is Jamie Oliver's catchphrase?
0: he has been Parker. So there you go. It was good. Can anyone tell that Ant is still really enjoying having a mixer?
1: Totally enjoying it. Totally.
0: I mean, I'm picking up on a subtle hint from the last two weeks that you're slightly enjoying yourself with that.
1: No, I am like a proper professional. I've got a desk and everything now.
0: (laughs) The quiz money's coming in. (laughs) If only. Doug also basically told us that he needs more attention, so everyone needs to just kind of tweet root privileges every week and just say how much they appreciate his work, as we do.
1: He wasn't featured this right, week, yeah. Though. I was looking out for clips of him, but there was nothing.
0: I know, I think he was slightly scared by the fact that I did spot the fact that he has braces. Have you made him all self-conscious now? And the prospects of our literally tens of listeners going on hunting next year and just constantly taunting Duck. <laughs> and we also learned that Hunter Jenny is scary as all hell because she's got a podcast to fight back at us with. Yeah, I'm not sure
1: how I feel about that. But I'm all I'm all in favour of... That's all fight. right. Bye. I'm not sure, I'm, not sure I'm, I'm up with this. You know, they've got their own vehicle to, to talk about. Podcast feud. No, I'm, I'm sure it'll all be lovely. She's been doing some nice retweeting
0: for us. So. Yeah.
1: We're all friendly.
0: As has Alex Ayling, Zoe and Julie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah Julie's been well on the retweet wagon this week. All lovely <laughs> people. Julie's been well on the retweet wagon this week.
0: <laughs> Where's Toddington this year as well? On the subject of Julie. Hmm. He's not been in it. No, conspicuous by his absence. Yeah. Does this mean that we are finally not going to get an extraction by boat? <laughs>
1: yeah, Yeah. because they'll never be able to track them down.
0: Yeah, because no one else knows how to use the internet with uh, the open source boat registry or whatever it is he uses every year.
1: It's not as just as simple as checking people's Google searches, Michael. Oh no, hang on.
0: Turns out it is. <laughs> And I said this on on Twitter a little bit when I was live-tweeting the episode, because I actually managed to do it this week. But this episode felt like a bit of a throwback to previous series. We had half of the Fugitives completely ignored. Yeah. And it was pretty much just a two-hander between Matt and the girls for most of the episode.
1: Yeah, and I'm really conflicted about that. I I like it, because I like to get the in-depth stuff and follow someone's story. But it just gets me worried about
0: what's happened to the rest of them. And also it proves that the timeline is hella wonky because Mm. our open source investigator, Stephen, has been giving me information on when the days actually were and we ranged from like day two to day 12 this time.
1: Yeah, it was all all over the place. Um, Yeah,
0: completely.
2: And we're going to have to go way back when we start with the others again next week.
0: Yeah, because there's a clip from Frank and Harry that I know of that was day six, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Last year I'm pretty sure they told it Reasonably chronologically, I don't think they they told it too wonky, but this time it's really really wonky
1: mm. so what what do you think that means Didn't they got a, a load of people all around the same
0: time well i th- I think in the case of Emma and Jess, it's trying to to tell their story all in one go mm.
1: um
0: but I'm not sure about Matt yeah, and something else that is conspicuous by its absence I've noticed that we haven't had any dating or married fugitives in the u k one and it's kind of struck me. Mm. Um, couples. Yeah, I can't think of any couples who have done UK
1: Hunted. No, they've always been friends or relatives, haven't they? Yeah. yeah that's very interesting. I wonder why that would be. I don't know.
0: Maybe it's because it would probably be an environment where they would tear each other apart. And therefore make great television. Oh, yeah. It works in yeah. the US one quite well. Yeah. Good point. And something that I meant to mention last week that me and Anad just talked about a couple of weeks ago. Why do you think that female fugitives don't tend to do that well? I
1: don't know. Uh, There's no real reason for it. It, There is! There is! Go on.
2: They're stupid! (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but they make stupid silly mistakes.
0: If you had Michelle saying stupid on your RCV Warriors bingo card, you can cross it off now. (laughs) (laughs) First one of the series.
2: Just do stupid things, and they and they just bring down the whole race of women. Oh my god!
0: Did you get any responses to whether you can actually apply on a British passport, Michelle?
2: No, I actually um, I tweeted um, Sherlock just to as a reply to that um, hunted events thing because he actually hashtagged underneath international, so that hunted events obviously went on around the world, but I don't know what international means. Does that just mean Germany? Which is very close.
0: They're doing Mallorca, I want to say, at some point soon. Right. But I
2: always I always um, reply or, or say things to up. but he, he never writes back.
0: No, he he doesn't seem to respond to us on Twitter that much. Uh,
2: I wonder why. Also wonder conspicuous why. in
0: his absence was uh, Steve Hersey this week. I was fully expecting him to respond to us saying he always looks startled and Zoe did actually tweet him about that, and he didn't respond, so I'm hurt. I expected at least a DM from him on the Warriors account. Featured quite heavily this week, though. He did. So, previously, 10 fugitives began their challenge of escaping capture for 25 days. Loren struggled early, but ditched the yellow jumper and found a distillery, who have now sent her a freebie. Matt challenged HQ, Nick and Paul were tracked to Bristol, and Hunter Steve ended the episode watching Nick from 10 feet away.
1: And in the worst clink-ranger ever... What happens?
0: Shockingly, they get caught.
1: And because it doesn't happen very often, I just want to point out, I did predict they would get caught in under three minutes. And it was Hmm. two minutes and 48 seconds.
0: I actually have a note saying Nick is caught at two minutes, 46 seconds. Good guess,
1: Ant. And I think that included the previously as well, to be honest. Yeah, it did.
0: Wow. It was
1: quick. Shortest cliffhanger ever, but oh well.
0: Yeah, so it goes down like this, Steve can see Nick, Nick goes to get binoculars, Steve approaches and chases him, there's a piano tuner, two other Hunter teams are deployed, Nick gets caught.
1: Yeah. How good is piano tuner, by
0: the way? I love him. I didn't think that we would get a payoff from that van last week, but we got a payoff. Oh.
2: What was that? He was still tuning with people running through the house. He was obviously told, just stay where you are and pretend you're still doing what you're doing, but we're going to have people running.
0: But the best thing is, they then incorporated him into the soundtrack. Nick yes. Harvey's work is beautiful on that. It is
1: lovely, isn't
0: it? Also, I have to say thank you to HQ for continually including references to us by having your time on the run constantly feature. We have it twice this week. It's nice to get the promotion of their official Until Channel 4 Tellers Otherwise podcast.
1: Yeah, they, they looked out of it a bit last season, but this is really good. We're getting the proper catchphrase.
0: And Blex shushes HQ, as they still don't have Paul yet... And despite the best efforts of a tradie, Paul hides in a van, but Steve finds him too, as he doesn't trust anybody, and turns the entire show into Vidom. Trust nobody.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not the best hiding places. <laughs> I'll just crouch
0: down in the van. I'm just going <laughs> to duck in a van. And in his default setting, Sherlock is smug, because he's caught them on day five. Of course. Uh, he
1: did have some feedback for us, by the way. Um, I forgot to mention it at the top of the show, but... Uh, this this is what he said to, about last week's podcast.
0: Well done. Thank you very much. Good work. Thanks, Sherlock. <laughs> also, weirdly, we've literally just had a tweet about whether Michelle can apply on a British passport. Oh. Michelle wouldn't need to be a citizen to apply for British Hunted, but she would need the legal right to reside, not just a passport, if that helps. There you go.
2: The legal right to reside? What does that mean?
0: Thank you, Alionora, on Twitter, for literally just sending that in as we are talking about it.
2: Wow.
0: So do your research, Michelle. We want to be talking about you next year.
2: (laughs) Look, every time an amazing race application comes out, I do a lot of research to see if finally someone not from America can be in it. But no.
0: It's never going to happen because of the visa rules. It's never going to happen. I know. And Matt's wife is mentioned, and we find out that he will be the one to play Silly Buggers. And he visits a friend with some kits to borrow because apparently, all ex soldiers have a kit stash somewhere. And then we move back onto Emma and Jess, who were last seen in Bursco Bridge. And do you know what hunted connection Bursco Bridge has? Mm, go on. What? It is the hometown of former fugitive and my former dinner mate, Dan Murphy. Uh. Uh. Apparently, he tweeted about that. Should have got a little cameo. I don't think he lives there now, but he, uh, yeah, apparently that's where he's from. And they are hitchhiking Scotland and offered to clean up in exchange for a lift with Keith Dawson.
1: He was a top bloke, by the way. He's my kind of random stranger. He's
0: brilliant. And gets loads of free advertising for his business out of it. The first mm. person we've seen in a long while who actually said, you know what, I don't want 500 quid. I'd rather have the girls win a gra- 100 grand. That's the way to do mm-hmm. it. And the girls have both just become single and they've only been friends for a year. And this always ends well when you don't know people and then just go in a stressful situation with them. Now, what do we think about this this dissection? Because it felt
1: quite significant to me, this whole backstory
0: bit. It did, because it does feel like Emma and Jess are just having their entire story compressed into this episode, then the start of next episode. Because we barely saw anything of them last week, really. Yeah. Mm. It was really, really sympathetic. Yeah. The Keith Dawson appearance was day two, by the way.
1: So... Yeah, I'm really conflicted with these guys. It it does feel like everything's compressed into one episode because they're about to go next week, but it's a really simple... If you compare that to Nick and Paul, it was all, look at the mistakes they're making. These guys are idiots. They're going to get caught. They get caught. Here, we're getting loads of sympathy. We're getting all the nice music. We're getting Dr. Donner saying that they're they're really good and they won't get information out of them. I've got this really weird feeling about these two, but... It's going to bother me next week when they get caught, so there
0: you go. I was having this chat with Stephen earlier in the week because a lot of hunted guessing games is based on the motivation that we see. Because mm. Nick and Paul's motivation, for example, was just winning, proving we can do it, you know, F you guys. Whereas actually, Emma and Jess's motivation is really not the money, it's just sort of the adventure. Matt's motivation is concrete, doing this for his wife. And that's why I think that Matt is going to last longer than Emma and Jess is because we actually have a solid motivation as to why he should win.
1: Yeah, I'll go along with that. But I, I feel that definitely with Emma in particular, there's this stuff there. There's kind of a, a Nick and Alex kind of combo around self-confidence and, you know, growing and being able to do things on your own and stuff like that that I think is really interesting. but. I suspect I'm going to get disappointed next week, but I would love it if they properly split up and Emma
0: makes it to the end. I think that would be brilliant.
2: Mm-hmm. That's, that I don't think that's happening.
0: I think it was more to show how different they are as people than anything. I think it was more the, the proving that they're chalk and cheese to then lead up to the fight later in the episode where they do very nearly split up in Glasgow till they realise that actually they can't deal without each other.
1: Hmm, maybe. I'm, I'm hopeful. I, it'll go on where they either get caught in the first ten minutes next week or
0: something else happens, but we shall see. Oh, I'm pretty sure they get caught very early next week. But then the question is, if they get caught early next week, who's going to actually replace them in the airtime stakes? Because the only people that we saw in the preview were Matt and Emma and Jess again. Mm-hmm. So that means that someone else is going to come back into the fold.
1: Yeah, and, and if that happens... I'm going to go out on a limb and say if they get caught, Matt is the only person that wins this year.
0: See, I still don't think Matt's going to win because I think he's getting the Jamie treatment. Uh. But if that's the case,
1: where's our ever-present thing? I'm pretty sure every series we've seen the winner, even if there was nothing to talk about.
0: Mm, we definitely didn't in episode in series one because series one, we didn't even see the lads until like episode five.
1: Yeah, I suppose. But we've seen everybody in episode one, haven't we? But we've been allowed to almost forget about a few of them. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Certainly based on series two and three, we never lost sight of the winners, did we? There was always a check-in to make sure that we hadn't forgotten that they were going to win.
0: But then this episode was atypical in terms of Mm. an edit. I think they're trying something new with the edit again.
1: Oh, they are, because that throws us completely off the scent, and that's fantastic.
0: And Stephen agrees with me about maybe everyone didn't get posters, by the way.
1: Well, you mean they were still live at the time they sent them, but they decided not to put them out?
0: Yeah. He thinks that they they didn't do public posters as much for everyone this time. Yeah. Which I didn't even put into his mind, can I point out? It's something that I've suspected, because not everyone still left got posters, but the posters were quite early this year. Yeah. I suspect that at least one person didn't get public posters.
1: Yeah, I, I think production are cottoning onto the fact that if they're going to go public, people are going to remember stuff now because we're all noticing things. So maybe it's a, a move, or maybe it's just a, there's no point. We know that, you know, they're completely off the grid. So it's not going to do any good. I don't know.
0: I think they probably targeted certain areas more where they knew the fugitives were, mm-hmm. like with Matt and Abigaveni
1: Yeah they're certainly doing things differently this year which
0: is good and another note i have from this bit of the episode and you kind of touched upon it a little bit and dr donna did not look like she'd been dragged out of a lake this week (laughs) no she didn't no she
2: didn't she looked good this week (laughs) yes
0: i'm always on dr donna watch just for michelle but yeah she didn't look like she'd been uh, dragged out of a lake this week which is nice
2: she actually got a line on my page Dr. Donna looks okay this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you nearly brought yourself to say the word good, but you stopped at the last second. She looks well, okay this it was, week.
2: It was very late at night when I finally watched it. <laughs>
0: she looked, uh,
2: I don't want to say nice things about her. <laughs> well, no, she didn't say anything silly, uh, so which is good. <laughs>
0: I do love your irrational hatred of Dr. Donna. It makes me well, I giggle.
2: I don't hate her. She just has, in other seasons, she has just come to some conclusions which are rather questionable.
0: That's all. If you're ever looking for something fun, just listen to our Series 2 and Series 3 recaps. Michelle really just has an irrational dislike of Dr. Donna when she says <laughs> certain things. And it, it takes you completely off guard because of everyone in HQ. Dr. Donna's probably the one you're not supposed to hate.
2: She's, she's quite a nice individual, as most psychologists are. But, you know, some things she says.
1: She's lovely. And in previous seasons, she does a lot of foreshadowing. Just say?
0: And I will say as well, we got a little bit of a reputation last week of all hating Dr Donna. Me and Aunt don't hate her at all. No, not at all.
2: I don't hate her. I don't hate her.
0: Directs all your criticism to Bear333333. Three, 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 three. Oh, my
2: gosh. I
0: don't hate you, Dr. Donna. I promise. I promise. And someone we do love teasing, though, is Sherlock. And he pouts. Oh, just a bit. He was a poser this week. He got a lot of, like, reaction shots of pouting and looking slightly angry and, like, blue-stealing the camera and things.
1: Yeah, but you know what I think that is?
0: Complete bullshit. I'm interested to see what the context of that clip is next week.
1: Uh, see, see, that phrase came up twice. You're referring to this clip. You know what you just told me, is complete bullshit and you're stabbing in the dark, <laughs> don't you? Whereas I was playing... Complete bullshit. Which was Sherlock early in the episode when...
2: With
0: uh,
1: Lex. With Keith Dawson saying, I don't know where they've gone.
0: Maybe this series should just be subtitled "Hunted Series 4, Complete Bullshit. <laughs> it's the running theme. It's like Taskmaster with the various items that appear in every single episode. Complete bullshit is the item that appears in every episode this series. And HQ do see a Twitter picture from Keith on day three, and they give him a call, and Blex actually puts on his nice voice for once, which is something rare. And he offers £500 for information, but Keith politely declines.
1: Good on him. We love it when they do this. No, stick your money. I'm going to let them win. That's what we want to hear.
0: Sadly, Keith does give away the fact that he's, you know, met them properly, giving them a lead. (laughs) Yeah... Maybe he shouldn't have used his own car.
1: Yeah, that was a bit of a rookie error.
0: And Matt is, as we predicted last week, in Snowdonia and navigating using only maps and a compass because HQ won't be able to find him. Don't you
2: love when um, Julie was talking about Snowdonia? What a great name that is. Um, And Blex is just sitting beside her total blank face thinking, great, there's no cars going up there. What am I doing? And I just loved his face. It was just... Total blank.
0: Julie was so enthusiastic this episode. It was a great episode for her. She was mm. positively screaming at one point in this episode. She looked very giddy. Yes,
1: yeah, she was having a lot of fun this week.
0: And we also find out, a bit of backstory for Matt, that he did Three tours of Afghanistan and is doing hunted so that his wife can have a year off with their son. And he really wants to piss HQ off. And he's a qualified mountain leader, which is one step on the path to being special forces.
1: Dun, 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 that's Sherlock territory. It is getting jealous.
0: Am I right in thinking that Sherlock was Special horses? I think he was. Because I wanted to write that down, but I wasn't a hundred percent whether I was right. I'm not a hundred
1: percent either, but it seems seems odd that we have both assumed it. I, I thought it was.
0: I can't actually remember whether I'm right or not, and I didn't have time to actually Google it.
1: Let's assume we're right.
0: Yeah. If he's not, then you know we're wrong for once. For once. Yeah. It makes a change for us to be wrong about anything, unless it's Michelle excuse me
2: where are you going with this michael
0: nowhere michelle don't worry (laughs) (laughs) and we also get a random npc appear in hunter may who is hunter may i have never heard of her before randomly throwing them in now she's paired up with michelle this year
2: yes i wrote it down because i thought hang on where did may come from
0: when did may become a thing (laughs) <laughs> which, given that last week we had all the Brexit debates, is oddly appropriate. And Matt has got an old phone, and he uses voice search history, which proves that he isn't very tech-savvy.
1: Yeah, that w- that was a bit of a faux pas, wasn't it, really?
0: And I think in the next ad break, every single person who was watching the show went to Google, cleared all of their search history, went to um, the Amazon devices, cleared all of their search history, just in case. Yes. How can
2: you clear your search history on Google? I've never had, I've never done it.
0: You definitely can because I've done it before. It takes up a, a ridiculous amount of memory if you've got an Android phone. Oh, it takes up so much space if you've got all of your location history and your um, search history stored in your device. Right. It was,
1: there was there were some interesting searches though. I love the how much was Bear Grylls worth. <laughs> this is a great one. It's like I could have a bit of that, couldn't I? I could do that show.
0: Yeah. I don't think they earn anything from uh, the island.
1: Pepe Rules <laughs> does.
0: Yeah, he does. I'm also pretty sure that they filmed the island on the same islands that uh, Survivor UK used at one point. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Bocas del Toro.
1: But you can also tell that he's a new dad because there's the slightly tired, oh God, I want my child to shut up when he searches for...
0: take. pig.
1: That, that's definitely one that he's done at least ten times. It's gone... Yeah, he's gone. Pepper, pick, pepper. No, please, just play something to shut this
0: child up. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: a five AM Google search if have ever have seen one.
0: And Matt's searches all lead to Snowdonia, and hopefully, as they say, that we get the elevation. They didn't need to put it in, but they gave us the elevation regardless. Yeah, of course, he's he's going for it. And I know for a fact that you'll have the next clip on, because it's the best, best clip of the entire episode, In I can't see Peter Blexley coming up here on his Zimmer frame. Yeah.
1: I can't see uh... oh, oh, oh. Peter Blexley on his Zimmer frame coming up here.
0: <laughs> God, Blex would have hated that. This is what I meant when I said that Doug needs a little bit more love last week, because... Blex gets it in the neck from everyone, and I know he's a figurehead, but spread the love a little bit. Take the piss out of Sherlock, take the piss out of Zoe, even though they wouldn't have known that she was a deputy this year. Take the piss out of everyone you know who is in HQ. Doug, Steve Hersey, Colin, even. Even though we we saw a little bit more of Colin this week, and I know he's tweeted us, so hi Colin. But we didn't see anything of him last week. Just give those guys a little bit of love. They they want the attention too. You know what? I saw
2: an article, and it It said that the heading was something like, meet the hunters. And they literally only talked about three of them. And I thought, well, how can anyone else, you know, these these run-of-the-mill watchers, know any of them when they only focused on three?
0: And the brilliant side effect of people actually starting to pay attention to those guys is that it means that there will be the really awkward shots of, like, Doug having to see tweets that he's been sent by the fugitives and then talk on camera about them therefore giving us more material.
1: Yes, that is definitely yes. something we want next time round. We want we want, we want, some camera time with Doug.
0: If you tweet Doug, he then has to react to it on TV, and it will be amazing. We're really earning that official title this week, aren't we, guys? <laughs> and Steve Hersey analyses data and plots the search history like a route, and he suggests that they plan an intercept, which was a particularly Sherlock-like sentence. <laughs> yes. I'm going to plot this route and then we're going to do absolutely nothing with it for another 10 days. Yeah, yeah, we'll let Matt win whatever. Yeah,
1: let's let's plan the route but let's try and be just a little bit behind him if we can.
0: Mm. And in one of the most disgusting scenes I've ever seen on hunted <laughs> after we called him insane last week for doing that rowing world record, which he's doing another one for by the way. Yeah. It's Brooklyn Bridge to Tower Bridge I think he's doing for charity later in the year, which is insane. Matt washes himself in Snowdonia and uses a t-shirt to dry himself and then sends the still, damp, revolting t-shirt to HQ. It would smell so bad. It would have been through the postal system for three days at least, probably. My God. If you're (laughs) lucky. It would be rank when it started, but it would have had to go through the entire postal system festering, let's be honest. The poor postman would have probably been able to smell it through the packaging. Yeah. It would have been gross. But also, it was amazing. Now, last year,
1: didn't they make it explicit that they had to do something to to kind of taunt the hunters? I don't think that was the phrasing they used.
0: I'm not sure if they had to specifically do it. I
1: seem to recall something about they, they had to taunt them in some way and and I'm just wondering if he's done this like really early doors and he's just going to completely drop off the radar now
0: maybe but the I mean if that is a rule then the rule with that sort of stuff is to do it as early as possible so they have as little information on you as possible it's like mm. contacting a family member 50 miles away from your house Yeah. if you do that early like Joe and Dan did you don't have to worry about it again
1: we still never got any confirmation on how he was able to take 100 quid out either did we
0: No, I've not heard anything about that. And there was another article, I think it was The Sun this week, did an article on Hunted, and on um, Nick and Paul specifically. And they said it was 50 quid cash, 50 quid in a bank account. So I don't know how he's managed to take 100 quid out.
1: It was on a whiteboard as well this week, so it's definitely confirmed.
0: And, yep, Matt sends them a T-shirt, which he's used to clean himself with. By the time it arrives, he'll be 150 miles away. And the question I have on this is... Not only what brought that to his mind, but also how did he get HQ's address?
1: I was thinking that as well. They must give it to them.
0: They're never specific about where HQ actually is. They Uh. keep, like, hinting with the the B-roll footage that it's somewhere near the Shard. But they're never actually specific about where it is. It's central London somewhere.
1: Uh, So so they must give it to them.
0: I'm assuming Mm. he probably said before the show, I'm planning on doing this, can I have their address please? And we move back to Emma and Jess, who are in the Lake District in a caravan, and Emma is unconfident, and Jess brings out the best in her, because they're complete opposites. And as soon as you see a pair on hunted say, yeah, we're complete opposites, we can make this work, hint, they cannot make this work.
1: Or maybe they can, and that's their redemption story.
0: And they say that they are trying to get to Penrith Station to take a train to Glasgow. Can you hear the contempt in my voice for anyone who takes public transport on this programme?
1: Yeah, it's not. <laughs> good
0: move, is it? Why? It's never, ever, ever worked out well. This is now the third time that anyone has taken a train on Hunted. And this is now the third time that someone taking a train on Hunted has led the Hunters to them.
1: Yeah. Coaches,
0: trains, anything like that. Don't do it. At the risk of sounding like the great Michelle Pierce-Denevon, is stupid! Stupid! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh no, there's more stupid coming. It's more
0: stupid. I'm waiting. As soon as you hear people say, yeah, we're planning on getting a train, you might as well just send the hunters immediately to their location and say, your time on the run is over, because it will be soon. Idiocy. That's what it is. Idiocy. At least they've gone
1: to the trouble of having fantastic disguises, though.
2: Oh, are we starting on that now?
0: Not, not yet. Give me a few more lines. <laughs> we're not far away,
2: are
0: we? Oh. And I also noticed when HQ were talking about Emma and Jess that weirdly Jess has sunglasses in her fugitive picture. Something tells me that they are not regulation fugitive pictures. <laughs> and HQ also found out that Keith was lying and took Emma and Jess in his own car and his phone records and ANPR are requested. And now we are at... Penrith Station McDonald's where they put some wigs on. Have fun kids. I'm gonna mute. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Where oh dear lord.
0: All right.
2: First of all, if you wear a wig, you have to make sure your other hair isn't showing.
0: Yep. Yes.
2: Blonde hair showing at the front. If you're going to cover your backpack with a coloured piece of vinyl and you want to look like you're separate, don't have the covering obviously manufactured by the same company. So you look like the same, but in different colours.
0: And wear the same coats. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and wear the same colours so that they go down the stairs and they're thinking, okay, well, they're obviously together, but they're pretending to be apart. Oh, dear God. And then who calls them Scooby-Doo characters? Because then I thought, oh, my God, yes, they are Scooby-Doo.
0: That was Zoe, and to be fair, they would have got away with it if it wasn't for, for Pesky Nala, as I called Zoe on uh, Twitter this week. Yeah, they do
1: look like Daphne and Velma at this stage.
0: <laughs> Seriously, like, how did they even think that they were going to get away with this? Because they obviously look like they are trying to be spies from some sort of really shitty program with their beige max.
1: Yeah, they should have had a newspaper that they could peer over.
0: (laughs) They wander through McDonald's, and it wasn't explicitly said it was McDonald's, but I recognise the toilet doors, because I'm a fatty. They walk into McDonald's with completely different outfits to what they are wearing when they come out. They cover their bags with the waterproof stuff, but it is so unbelievably obvious colours that even a colourblind person can see it. I can say that because I'm slightly colourblind. One green and one orange. It's like, you are so subtly dressed. And then to top it all off, when they're on the train and Emma passes the note, she says, yeah, my friend's in the next carriage. She's wearing a wig.
2: (laughs) What? What? What is that? Can't you just say she's got dark hair? Even Emma's not
0: convinced. (laughs) It's brilliant. It's one of the most ridiculously stupid things i've seen this
2: is why women don't win
1: (laughs) oh yeah because there's never been a case of a guy wearing a terrible wig in a train station
0: what it reminded me of was matt and christina from episode one of us hunted where they got caught on day one with terrible wigs
1: do you not wear bad wigs it always ends badly but what really made me laugh is having done all that really awful work they then go to the effort of Well, we'll sit in different carriages, because that'll definitely fool them. (laughs) At that stage, you could pretty much just sit together with a big sign above your head saying... We're on the run.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it it was frustrating at best. And now on to something else that was frustrating. And I warned you guys before we recorded this, I'm going to say the nerdiest thing that I've ever said on this podcast. But did you notice the error around the train? There was a blatant error that anyone who's a nerd will notice. No, I'm glad no. to say I didn't notice it. <laughs> so, you know the footage that they had of the train going through the landscape? Mm-hmm. That was 100% not the train they were on. And the reason I know it is because the interior of the train that they were on was a Virgin Pendolino train. And that was not a cross-country train. It was a cross-country train that we saw in the B-roll. Uh...
1: It's just stock mm. footage they got of the Hogwarts Express or something?
0: It's stock footage of a cross-country train because I did Google it after sending you guys that message and, yeah, cross-country don't even do that route.
2: They just wanted a pretty landscape.
0: It's transpainline Express and it's Virgin Trains who run that route. Well, well, well. And I'm now ashamed that I know this. I'm ashamed of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need to have a good long look at yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I was
0: ashamed when I wrote that on Thursday, and I'm still ashamed of it now, but I have to bring it to your attention that this is fake news. It's more Channel 4 trickery, and we're really earning the official title by criticizing Channel 4. And if you want to hear more of me criticizing Channel 4, just check my Twitter after the 28th of January when Shipwreck returns. I'm expecting it to be a cut strip style car crash, basically.
1: Yeah. As I think I said to you in the week, I, I can't remember it the first time around, so I'll go into it with eyes open but
0: i loved shipwrecked i joked a few weeks ago at work that i was this close to applying for it shipwrecked is basically young attractive people living in the cook islands for five months trying to win new arrivals over the biggest team splits 50 grand
2: mm.
0: fun fact it's filmed on the same islands that uh, survivor cook islands filmed on it's the the islands they used for uh, the i and uh, raro tribes and when Survivor filmed there, there'd already been two series of shipwreck that filmed there, and they did claim that no one had ever lived there when Survivor began. Which was a lie.
1: What? TV producers?
0: I know. More TV trickery. And Emma says that she feels vulnerable on the train, not being able to communicate with Jess, so she gets a note passed over. This is gonna end well. Because, you know how they're really subtly dressed... And really subtle about, like, hiding their roots and hiding their bags and not looking like Eastern European spies in some sort of cheap pornography. <laughs> they then have a shouting match in the middle of Glasgow with a camera in their face. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, it's,
0: it's, a good it's good. You know, on a nice subtle Sunday morning or whatever it was, it's just, yeah, we're going to scream at each other for half an hour. I don't
1: know, I- this this is going to be my one episode of I'm going all in on this theory because next week it's going to get blown out of the water. But if if Emma were to make it on the end, then wouldn't this soundbite be particularly uh, interesting?
2: I get caught and you don't.
0: There you go. It would, but I don't think either of them are getting away from the KFC running. No.
1: Just want them to. I just really like Emma. I think Emma's a great character, and I I just wanted to get to the end.
0: And once they get to Glasgow, Jess does threaten to split up because she felt like the note endangered her. Mm. And they do briefly split, but reconcile as Emma has all of Jess's contact information. Yeah, yeah. I like the so the new questions.
2: cameraman, the new cameraman's called in. He starts walking off with one. One stays with the other, and the next minute they're in the bushes together. And did you see that the person just slink off behind the trees? I'm I'm assuming it's the other cameraman going. Oh great, now I'm. I was in, and now I'm out again.
1: Now he's probably going, this is great, I'm on a day rate, you've brought me in, I'm off, I still get paid. Thank you very much.
0: There goes all of my money. And then the HQ post comes in. <laughs> the disgusted reactions from everyone in HQ is art. It's wonderful.
1: It is, it is lovely. I
0: love a bit of taunting. As Blex describes Matt's effort as futile beyond compare...
1: It's futile beyond compare. It's not worthy of comment.
0: But yet, you commented, Peter. I, th- I thought he was about to
1: start one of his nursery rhymes. Yeah, the
2: music. Once <laughs>
1: upon a
0: time. <laughs> there was a fugitive who was a little bitch. I feel like we need some more nursery rhymes this year, Anne. Yeah? Yeah, I feel like we need a sequel, given that it was one of my favourite things that we did in the entire podcast last year.
1: Well, we've got time for it to become relevant. I will keep my eyes open.
0: Please do. I need another nursery rhyme in my life from the mouth of Peter Blexley, because at, at some point this will become a recurring joke and then Blex will actually do one for us. Oh, that would be good.
2: You could have done Baba Black Sheep last week. Oh, yeah. What did you tell me that last week?
0: <laughs> Sorry. And Julie is ecstatic at them getting CCTV from the post office that Matt posted the T-shirt at. And then another iconic Blex quote in... I've always been deeply suspicious of people who exercise their biceps more than their brains. (laughs) That's good. I did like that. How long do you reckon it took Blex to actually come up with that soundbite?
1: Oh, he's been working on that for a while. I I reckon that's not the first time he's said that.
0: He's just constantly saying it every time, just once, so he'll get the clip on TV. And Steve says that he has a pair of pants for Matt that haven't been washed in six months.
1: I know, but unfortunately he said it over the phone, so the sound quality was really poor.
0: (laughs) So maybe we're actually going to get the the sequel to the Jamie picture, if Matt gets caught, of um, him holding up a pair of Steve's pants on a stick or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> and Matt's resupply in Abergavenny is on his list that other Steve has got. And HQ plan to get Matt's face out in Abergavenny to try and get him caught, and he uses hats, hoods, and umbrellas to hide his face.
1: Yeah, it wasn't looking good for him at this stage.
0: No, I think we, we all thought, oh, he's, he's going to be the cliffhanger. He's going to probably get caught next week. I'm not sure of it anymore. I don't think he is.
1: Uh, I've had this sneaky suspicion he's, he's going all the way to him, but I don't know.
0: And he does risk a bus ride to Abba But first he pops into a pub to ask if anyone will give him a lift there. Well, yeah. And that would helpful. be a no. <laughs> yeah. And that is the most concrete no we have seen for a long while but this also gets him into a little bit of trouble later.
1: Interesting, the, the first time he pops his head up above the parapet, it does not go well.
2: A um, little bit of information there. I wondered how many white horse hotels were in, in England, and I thought, right, I'm going to Google this, and I thought it would be right up there, but actually it's not even in the top 50. Really? Yeah, and top, which is, I've, I've, I've never even heard of this, is the Red Lion. There's yeah. more Red Lions than anything else.
0: I was going to say, it's a classic pub quiz question, and I'm sure Aunt will back me up on this. It's a classic pub quiz question to say, what's the most popular pub name in the UK? And the answer is Red Lion. It's always Red Lion.
2: Do you know what second is?
0: Uh, Rose and Crown's always up there. The, the King's Head, the Queen's Head.
2: The Crown was actually second, and the Royal Oak was third.
0: Michelle's actually done her research this week.
2: I do, I do, but you see what? I don't do research that's probably relevant. (laughs) I just do this random stuff.
0: Michelle, I spent 10 minutes researching trains earlier.
2: (laughs) Well, look, I did the hotels.
0: (laughs) We've not got there yet, but I've been checking
1: out LinkedIn profiles.
0: (laughs) Don't we have rock and roll lifestyles? This is why Channel 4 needs to endorse us. I'm just dropping subtle hints throughout the podcast that we need to become the official podcast. I'm trying a different tattoo this week. And in one of my favourite visuals of the entire episode, there is a people carrier full of hunters just listening to a briefing. I wonder what the collective
1: noun for hunters is.
2: Oh, here we go. <laughs> let's, let's,
1: let's let our audience decide. So tweeters, what's the collective noun for hunters? Yeah,
0: this is our, our audience question of the week. New feature, audience question of the week. What should be the collective noun for a group of hunters? Be as vulgar as you want. The best ones will get read out next week. Especially if you work in HQ and can kind of defend yourself against the inevitable Abel End of Hunters. And Sherlock is practically salivating at the prospect of catching Matt.
1: Yeah, he would do, wouldn't he? You know, he's, he's a forces guy. He always wants those uh, off, off, the, uh, off the list.
0: But they don't know that he's on a bus, and he considers changing his plans because he gets a bad feeling about it.
1: Yeah, he's got some seriously good instincts, hasn't he? That, yeah. that is impressive.
0: And he leaves the bus early on a gut feeling... However, he actually would have been safe. He might not have been safe when he got to Abergavenny, but because they weren't really looking at those roads properly, he was probably about ten miles away from them when they were releasing the dogs and the drones and everything. Yeah, And they're, they're
1: proper tooled up this year, aren't they? It's like, every time they get a hot tip of where someone is, it's like three teams,
0: drones, dogs. They're not messing around this year. Well, to be fair, they were almost certainly putting all of their resources into catching Matt, given he's by far the most dangerous of the hunted fugitives on paper. You do not want anyone like Matt going rural, not knowing where he is, and then just surfacing on day 25. Especially when you have the lovely Lorraine, who was very sweet to us, dropping her stuff all over Liverpool. I suspect they probably didn't put too too many resources into her early.
1: No, probably not. They'll take their time, won't they, with her?
0: And the drone has no movement, which causes Blacks to be by far the most angry we've seen him all series.
1: <laughs> He's not a happy man, but I think, you know, there reaches a point when, you know, it, it's, it's just cheating when you finally give up and just say, Can somebody tell me where Matt
0: Mason is? That's what you're supposed to be doing. Peter Blexley, so hide is. and seek champion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can imagine Peter playing with his kids when he was younger, just going, For fuck's sake, where are you? Oh dear. And Matt decides he wants to lay low for one more day and then still go to Abergavenny. But surely, if you're suspecting hunters are on your trail, don't go where you think they know you're going.
2: Why does he want to go there so bad?
0: He's got a friend there who'll help him resupply and everything. Uh, It's not worth it. No. But just, if you suspect the Hunters are anywhere nearby, you move. You get as far away as possible. Mm. And talking of getting as far away as possible, Jess and Emma are in Perthshire. And they are friends again. And they're staying with Grenville Botham, MBE. Uh-huh. One of the best names we've heard on Hunted for a long while.
1: Sense.
0: And he's taken them to a safe house for 48 hours. Which confirms that the 48 hour rule is in play again. Indeed. And he gives him a spare phone to contact him with, and the code word is Pepsi Max.
2: Spare phone? What the hell? Why are the girls even accepting a spare phone? Another case in point.
0: And also, never trust anyone with two phones. No, no, that's true.
1: (laughs) But also, yeah, a spare phone, so it's going to be registered to him, so that's good. If you're going to use a code, you should probably just use the code and not then start talking about other stuff. Did did you see what was on the list of texts after the one that said the driver's name is John, you know, and all that sort of stuff? The very next text says, is everything all right? For information, Hunter's seen at Glasgow Airport on Wednesday. Stay safe. (laughs) And then we've got, oh, all good here, thanks. Close shave. Thanks for all your help. Roger that. Get plenty of rest. Use sleep as a weapon. And then, and then the girls clearly remember they're supposed to be using code. So they say, Please, could the delivery driver bring a phone charger and anything else you think oh, she's we might need? And then Grenville completely forgets all about it because his next one says, Roger that, all being well, we're passing by our depot. And then he's got, Do not worry, had a good conversation with an RM PTI last night, which I'm presuming is a Royal Marine physical training instructor.
2: he's like, Come on! What are you doing? I just just can't. What's the point of a code? Exactly.
0: And also, if you're going to use a code, use 836.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's always the right.
0: Last week was the two-year anniversary of me and Ant filming our TV appearance together on BBC One's The Code. It still hurts, I watched the episode again. It still stings that we got that close. Especially when the total world peace, nothing else round, was one of the greatest TV moments I've ever seen, and I was involved in it. <laughs> it was good. Not blowing my on trumpet, but we are—we were awesome.
2: I still can't believe that that number has a significance for me as well. That's really bizarre.
0: What's your significance for it? I wish you told us before the fifteenth of January, two thousand seventeen, Michelle.
2: <laughs> it's um, one of my CCVs. Ah. Hmm.
0: Anyway, back onto Grenville because I've still not I've not
1: finished ranting yet. Right? So, <laughs> so, so there's a few things, right? If you've got a friend and they are literally the only person in the UK with that name, it's not going to take them long to find them. Just saying. So only ha- only accept friends who are called Bob Johnson or something from here on in. If you're going to go on Hunter, But just nickname? In Beefy. Yeah. yeah. Also, when you look at his LinkedIn profile, I mean, first of all, he did 28 years with the Marines, so kudos to that. That, That's pretty good. But in his LinkedIn profile, in his summary, the last sentence of his summary says, don't go where the path may lead, make your own path, and leave a trail. No, don't leave a trail. That's what you don't do on Hunted.
0: That's the wrong sort of person.
1: (laughs) He's the very (laughs) wrongest person you could have. (laughs) Oh, uh, Grenville Botham. Yeah, that took a lot of open-source investigation to track him down.
0: Also, do you think that Emma and Jesse using Pepsi Max as a code word purely to get free Pepsi Max? I hope so. Given Loren's freebie from the Glen Nevis distillery last week.
1: She also name-checked pretty much every high street retailer as well.
0: She did, and I mean, if anyone wants to give us free stuff, we will take it off your hands.
1: Absolutely. Anytime.
0: I have no qualms. I'm... Well into cream egg hunting season, if anyone wants to send me cream eggs. <laughs> well, we had a sponsorship, top, sponsorship offer from Blex this week.
1: It would give me enormous pleasure to put 500 quid in your
2: pocket.
0: There you go. It's on record. It would give us enormous pleasure to take 500 quid off you, Peter, because that would, let's be honest, be 500 pounds more than we've ever earned from this podcast. At least till the Channel 4 contract comes in. <laughs> <laughs> and Grenville takes them to Ed Anderson, who owns a hotel. And I have to say... Blex looks very tired. Yeah. He looks knackered in this bit. Quite early on as well, weren't we? Yeah. Maybe he was sick. He he could have been sick at the time. This would have been about day seven or eight, but he looks absolutely pooped already. And the problem is, because he is the chief of the answers, he has to be there every day of the filming. He's the only one who absolutely has to be there all the time. Yeah. He never gets a rest. Because imagine if Blex was on a day off and then uh, they actually managed to track someone down. He'd have to rush in.
1: Take it easy, Blex. We've got your back. Don't worry. You have a day off, mate.
0: And our new friend Jenny finally speaks and she knows the hotel. And Hunter Paul says there's no chance that they will get away.
1: Mm, But will they?
0: Mm. At which point, Anthony Williams tweeted, yeah, yeah, they're going to get away.
1: (laughs) I don't know why I've got this tunnel vision on these guys. I I can't explain it. I'm just getting vibes that it's going to be fine.
0: I'm not sure. I I still think that if they're making it into the pre-episode bit, running away from the Hunters, having to leave their KFC, I can't see them lasting too much longer.
1: I can't explain my feelings.
0: (laughs) We know. And Ed's phone is on monitoring and HQ identify the handover to a gentleman called Stuart, and he takes them to Dumfries, but his car is already on ANPR.
1: Can I just point out that that's the correct pronunciation, not Dumfries, as as people seem to say several times in the episode. It's Dumfries. It's Dumfries and Galloway.
2: (laughs) I've been there. Have you? One of my my half-brothers used to live there.
0: When are you coming over to the UK next time, Michelle?
2: I don't know. I don't know. We're thinking about doing Japan this year, so... Don't know.
0: And Stuart has taken them to his sister's, and I had written down, this looks like a KFC sighting. And as Emma and Jess sun cream up, Danny says that she can't let Emma and Jess beat them, and the hunters spot Stuart's car parked in his sister's drive. Cliffhanger. Can
2: I say something? Sunbathing sunbathing (laughs) i'm sorry don't you think you should be fully clothed at any point when you're on the run so that you can run if need be complete with shoes sunbathing this is why women don't win
0: i will point out as well when they vault over the fence they are not wearing shoes
2: yeah correct
0: because as next week's Listing says, Emma and Jess make a barefoot break when they're surrounded in a Dumfries estate. Matt is determined to do whatever it takes to see his wife and baby, but HQ are on the case. That's it. That's it. That's all that is listed next week.
1: Really odd editing.
0: So unless we're getting an entire Matt episode next week, that maybe says Emma and Jess might somehow manage to hide, but how are they going to get shoes or their bags? I don't know.
1: It's got me totally perplexed. Perplexed. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> It's just really, really odd Because what are they going to do
0: next week? What is going to happen? It's, I'm loving it, but it's weird Someone else has to be reintroduced, surely thought so Yeah, they'd have to So who do you want to see most of? Do you want to see Lauren? Do you want to see Harry and Frank? Or do you want to see Ish and Nate, who we've seen nothing of?
2: I want to see Lauren
1: Yeah, she's I want to see Lauren come back I think she's brilliant, she's a great character uh, I am worried that we had an awful lot of her last week, nothing this week. Feels like they're spacing out what they've got, because it's gold footage, but that kind of means there's not that much of it.
0: I think if anyone's going to get reintroduced next week, it'll probably be Ish and Nate, because we've seen nothing of them.
1: You think they're a one-and-done, though? But if they were, they would be in the synopsis for next week's episode.
0: I don't think they're a one-and-done. I think that we're actually going to see a little bit of where they've been. Mm. Because we haven't seen them since they escaped Liverpool. And that means one of two things normally. It's either they do really well and manage to just stay off the grid, see brothers a-swing, and get reintroduced when they absolutely need to be, or they basically last about two days. Yeah. So, next time, the girls bail. There's complete bullshit, and you know it. There's more drones, and Matt gets spotted atop a mountain.
1: Yes. So, a few things then. So, what's the complete bullshit about? Do we have any clue on that?
0: I don't know, but I feel like the complete bullshit thing is going to be linked into whoever gets introduced next week, or reintroduced next week, I should say. I can't see it being to do with the girls. I can't see it to being to do with Matt, because we've got no context for it. So it's going to be something to do with someone else, I suspect. And I really hope we don't see Loren next week, because that probably means that Matt gets caught in episode four and then she gets caught in episode five. Oh, Okay. I feel like whoever gets reintroduced next week is probably going to be caught right after Matt. Okay. In terms of episodes. But also, we've not really seen much of Frank and Harry apart from skipping through fields. No. And being yeah. scared of
1: cows. Not seen any moves, not seen any strategy, not, not even any, seen any stupid moves. So, yeah. It's the puzzler this year. So the
0: two final questions. Number one, who's getting caught next week? I knew you are going to say that. I'm going to go to so Ant first, because, you know, Ant obviously seems to be much more on the spot about this, and it's fun. <laughs> I
1: know, I've, I've gone down this real tunnel vision with the. Oh, okay, I think neither Matt nor the girls get caught next week. I think whoever gets reintroduced next week gets caught very quickly, but I can't justify that because they really should be in the press, but there you go.
2: I, I think the girls are getting caught. They're running without shoes. It's just even fully closed.
0: I think the girls are getting caught as well. Yeah. Because as soon as you vault over a fence with no shoes on, wearing very little, leaving half a KFC, the hunters are just going to scour every garden around and find you. Because you're not going to be able to run off on foot. You're not going to be able to commandeer a car, really, because if you're running around a a Scottish housing estate wearing nothing on your feet, wearing very little on top, they're just going to think that you're a mad woman. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, they're going to think you're absolutely mental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm fully prepared for the...
2: It would be worse if they had their wigs falling
1: off. Leaving a trail of bad disguises behind.
0: <laughs> they might be cursing the fact they've not got the wigs for warmth.
1: <laughs> what, if they get, what if they do get caught and they've gone full on Scooby-Doo? And reveal a full face mask. And actually, it's Stuart underneath.
0: We would have got away with it if it wasn't for the Pesky <laughs> Blacks. All these Blacksy kids. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I suspect you're right. I think there's something about...
0: Particularly Emma, I
1: think she's really got something that means I, I don't want them to get caught. And I think I've um, I've zoned out on the possibility that they're going home. Uh, but I, think, I just think it's really odd that we don't know what's going on apart from those two and, and Matt. Seems strange. And question number two, who's winning? Matt. Yeah, at the moment. On, on
2: Matt, the and, and maybe someone who, a cu- one of the couples who, one of the guys who um we haven't seen much of. Nathan-ish, maybe? I don't, I don't
0: know. I personally think it's too early to decide, but. He probably is.
2: Well, considering we haven't seen them.
0: But if it wasn't I mean... too early to decide, who would you be saying right now? I think from what we've seen, it would be Matt, but I can't see Matt winning, because I think we've seen too much of him. Oh. I think basically, because he pretty much single-handedly did this episode, we saw a lot of him last week, and it looks like we're going to see a lot of him next week. It feels like a Jamie situation where they're using him up to begin the the series, and then as soon as he goes, they then start introducing the people who win. Yeah.
2: I don't want Matt to be another Jamie. Come on, not again.
0: So, have we got any more thoughts? So a
1: couple of things. So first of all, don't forget to send in your collective noun for a group of hunters. But also, um, I've got a shout out to Mark Hendy, who's, who I've converted from my other world of L&D and HR, who's now uh, uh, watching the show and listening to the podcast, and also agreed that the piano tuner was the best ever.
0: So. Yeah, he, he is my favourite. Not Mark, the piano <laughs> tuner. Um no other thoughts. I'm
1: I'm really enjoying this series because it is very, very different. Um and it's good. I
0: like that. I appreciate the editors trying to to trick us a little bit and mm. wrong foot us slightly. Yeah.
1: And and I, I like it when we have episodes that are really in depth about characters. I, I'm less keen when it's kind of flitting around between everybody. So yeah. Pretty awesome.
2: Nothing extra. I just I'm interested in that thing next week where um where Steve's there and that guy's eyeing Steve, I love that.
0: You just don't want to say the phrase complete bullshit, do you?
2: <laughs> I just love it. That'd be good.
0: You know what you just told me is complete bullshit and you're stabbing in the dark, don't <laughs> so, you? Yeah. I think after a lot of episodes with you, Michelle, I don't think I've ever heard you swear.
2: Uh, it takes a lot. <laughs> takes a lot.
0: Usually when you're talking off air about Dr Donna. Uh,
2: no, stop it. Oh, you're joking. I don't swear about you. So, seriously um yeah well you know my whole life is as a teacher you just don't so i and and growing up at home um mom and dad if i use the word damn that was bad (laughs) so i haven't really grown up swearing and it has to it has to be pretty big for me to to say anything
0: i get told not to swear all the time but you know i'm rebellious so well yes
2: yeah i mean even my friends say they know it's something really bad if I swear. They go,
0: oh, so
2: yeah.
1: I've just thought of something. Else. There was an interesting point in the episode where Steve Hersey seemed to completely forget about the, the most common piece of technology he uses. So have a listen to this CCTV. What's that? CCTV. <laughs> that was good. And then there was a the bit when Blex decided how many decent investigators they had in Hunter HQ.
0: One. All right. right. That's one. We've only got one. Quiet, please. <laughs> good. That clip of Hersey does make him sound a little bit like Scooby-Doo, appropriately. <laughs> it, uh-huh. it just made me chuckle, because they were like, CCTV
1: footage is coming and he goes... CCTV? CCTV? What's that?
0: <laughs> so, I think we're about done.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So... Thank you for listening to this hunter podcast. You can join us next week for more recaps. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, and our Twitter cat RTV Warriors or on Twitter pages, MJ Helmstone for me, Bullsboy for Anthony, and Bear333333333333 for Michelle. Also, if you're watching Vista Mole, you can join me and Logan for that on Wednesday. And don't forget to get your collective nouns for hunters in on our Twitter or our Facebook or anywhere that you can find us, basically. But with that Your time in the run is over.
2: Bye. Is
0: that just going to be your sign-off every week, Darwin?
1: Oh, yes. (laughs) Well, if (laughs) they're not going to put Lorraine in the show, I am. Bye. (laughs) Bye.
2: (laughs) Bye.